Hi, uh, this is Lorenzo, and this is Podcast Open Mic on the radio. And this is uh, this is actually the last uh, broadcast of this. We'll continue on as a uh, podcast after this. And I uh, talk on Zoom with uh, Spook Handy. Hi. Hey, Lorenzo. It's great to be on your show. Yeah. Now, where are you? Uh, where are you zooming from? I am zooming from my kitchen, which is ah. in my house. Ha- in my house in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Ah, okay. On a very hot day, it's uh, it's uh, hit 100 degrees today with the heat index of about 108. Yeah, it's, it's pretty miserable in uh, Portland, Maine as well. But I'll tell you what, I, I've, I booked a vacation for October, actually the first week of October, and we'll be heading up to Deer Island to spend time there off, off the coast of Blue Hill. Oh, great. Which is the home of our, our good friend, um, Noel Paul Stuckey from Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, I noticed on your uh, vote video there uh, that Noel Paul has a prominent role there. That's right. I did. I wrote a song uh, way back in 1992 called "Vote," and um, accidentally happened to write a hit song that's been pl- played all over the country and, and even around the world. And every couple of election cycles, I do something new. So in the 2020s election cycle, we made a video with people like uh, Paul Noel Stuckey and Tom Paxton, Christine Lavin, Guy Davis, and a whole bunch of people, ranging all the way down to the guys who used to play my open mic show here in New Brunswick. So covering the whole spectrum of stardom to unknowndom. <laughs> yeah, it was quite star studded. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun too, and and, and had you know it was a fun. It's a fun, tongue-in-cheek, uh, very important message to get out and vote. And, you know, we did that and it changed the course of our country, at least some, you know, and, and if we continue to vote, we continue to let our voices be heard. When politicians come to town and kiss babies till their noses turn brown, you can bet your bottom dollar they want your vote. They want your vote. So speak your mind, cause believe it or not, this world has become a big melting pot. It's easy to get yourself lost in a lot, cause the world's made up of all kinds of people, so vote. Don't you never mind the weather, get your butt in the booth and pull down the ladder. Vote. For worse or for better, let your voice be heard. We got fuzzy-headed, peace-loving, carrot-chomping farmer boys. Skin-headed, neo-Nazi, face-slapping, paranoids. Fat cats sitting back, scoffing at the tabloids. Yup. Yep. And there's cross-burning, homophobic, church-going family types Rag-burning, anti-war, give the poor more types Out-of-school, know-it-all, cliff-claving prototypes The world's made up of all kinds of people, so vote Don't you never mind the weather, get your butt in the booth And pull down the lever, vote For worse or for better, let your voice be heard
working wisdom sharing ceiling breaking feminists pro-life clinic burning gospel preaching terrorists city dwelling unemployed folks who can't stand it no more can't stand it no more Sky choking river killing free market advocates tree loving owl hugging pro environmentalists urban folks high on hope raising up the clenched fists the world's made up of all kinds of people so vote but don't you never mind the weather get your butt in the booth and pull down the lever vote for worse or for better let your voice be heard Now Farmer Josh lives up on the mountain Grows his own food, drinks from Mother Nature's fountain And only gets down in town around once a week And all the pretty young gals from the nearby high school Stop by his farm cause they think he's so cool Chewing on wheatgrass, spitting out philosophy He says looking at life, cosmologically We're all cells in the body of the almighty and with godlike uh, nature, we create our own reality. Uh, but down here on Earth, now that's a different ball of wax. We gotta eat, pay all kinds of taxes, and form governments that have laws to pass. Cause the world's made up of all kinds of people. So vote. Don't you never mind the weather. Get your butt in the booth and pull down the lever. Vote. For worse or for better, vote. Vote. Don't you never mind the weather. Get your butt in the boot and pull down the lever. Vote. For worse or for better. Vote. Come on, everybody, vote. Don't you never mind the weather. Get your butt in the booth and pull down the lever. Vote. For worse or for better. Let your voice be heard. Yeah. Vote. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, the lyrics sort of uh, reminded me of uh, John Lennon's Give Me Some Truth. <laughs> wow, that's a great compliment. Yeah. So anybody who wants to see that, uh, just go to YouTube and plug in Spook Handy, S-P-O-O-K-H-A-N-D-Y, and plug in the song Vote, B-O-T-E, on YouTube, and, and you should find it. Yeah, so I, I, I have to ask about your name. Where did you get the name Handy? Well, you know, no. that's a, well, what I get the name. <laughs> that was a joke. My real name, my real name is Spook McGillicuddy. And, <laughs> and I changed it because people were making fun of my, my last name. So it's Spook Handy. How long have you been known as Spook? Oh, my, my whole entire life. Oh, and, yeah. and actually, um, for those folks who want to, you know, follow me and all that stuff. I am working on writing a book right now. It's called What's in a Name? And uh -huh. it tells the story of uh, how I got my name and what it means. Okay. Yeah. We'll save it for the book then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you like to perform something live for us? Sure. Let's start right off the bat with, um, so one of the neat things is, you know, I've been writing songs since I picked up a guitar in 1982. So I'm almost 40 years into songwriting. And um, for anybody who, out there who is a, a, an unseasoned songwriter, let me tell you, it is true that if you write that the, the as Pete Seeger told me, the uh, the height of a pyramid is equal to the length of its, its base. 
And the idea is the more songs you write, the more chances you have that one of them might be any good. And um, so I've been writing a lot and a whole bunch of new songs came out during the pandemic. Some of them having to do with the pandemic and some of them not. Um, this one actually came to me in a dream. And uh, I would have to say, since I brought up Pete Seeger, that um, I felt, you know, I had the opportunity of performing alongside Pete Seeger more than 50 times in the last 10 years of his life. And I got to know him very well. And I, I have a unique perspective on him in that I didn't really even know who, who he was until he was 84 years old. So wow. I, knew him in, I knew him in the last 10 years of his life. And go back and, and I read history about the 50s and the 60s and the 40s and the 70s and 80s. And, you know, it's fascinating. Wow, that's this guy I know did that, you know. Um, and my take on Pete, from my perspective of the last 10 years of his life, is that he was dedicated to the proposition that we have all the tools we need to shape ourselves and to shape our world. And I wish that some of the songs I've written during a pandemic, I had written when Pete was still around so he could hear them because I, I would uh, hope that once I got past his critiques and criticisms of it, that it would still be a good song. <laughs> well, he actually performed uh, Vote, didn't he? He did. He sang Vote many times um, with me and without me. He actually sang it once at Carnegie, uh, Carnegie Hall with, with Arlo. So that's a pretty cool thing. I wasn't there, but um, but that was neat. This song is called The Compass. I hear the songs you're singing. They're coming from your heart. Yes, they're coming from the same place. Very first song got its start. They weave a hundred thousand stories, each one of them unique, with the golden thread that binds us. Every soul longs to be free. Every soul longs to be free. They're singing, give us freedom. Give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom now. Give us freedom, give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom now. If everybody had clean water and food enough to eat, if we could satisfy this hunger, of these needs we shall be free then we can build the roots above us so the clothes that keep us warm if we can learn to stay together we can weather any storm we can weather any storm sing it give us freedom Give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom now. Give us freedom, 
give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom So we don't all run astray. What does it matter where we find it? From within or from above. We will know the tool is worthy. If the needle always points to love. The needle always points to love. Give us freedom, give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom now. Give us freedom, give us freedom, give us freedom, freedom now. Some find a compass in our culture. Some find it in a book. Some find it in our own hearts. If we're brave enough to look, some find it comes out in nature. The rivers and the trees. Some see it in our neighbors. Hear it in the songs we sing. What does it matter where we find it? Within, without, from above. We will know the tool is worthy. If the needle always points to love. The needle always points to love. That's great. Now, was that a recent song? That's a recent song. That's a, a, a pandemic issue. Um, uh, pandemic edition or pandemic song. Yeah, I wrote about a dozen of them or so, and that's one of them. Ah, so were you in quarantine uh, most of the pandemic or, or what? I was in quarantine for good parts of the pandemic. So I live in, in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is uh, 17 miles on the highway, maybe 14 miles by the crow from Newark International Airport. Okay. You take, you take Newark, JFK, and LaGuardia, and by April 1st, 75% uh, of the people who died in this country from COVID live within 30 miles of those three airports. And there's a, there's a good belief that uh, by the time the first case was diagnosed in New York City, there were already 10,000 cases throughout the, the New York metropolitan area. So we went down into lockdown pretty uh, quickly and pretty strongly and uh, you know slowly emerged and when you get smart you know you can go out for a walk without a mask and you know spend time outside and you can wear a mask when you're inside and if you're smart about it you'll, you'll be okay yeah 
Yeah. Um, I, I myself, I, I work with uh, people with disabilities. I kind of work through the pandemic. Uh, ah. But yeah, I'm, you know, I got, got vaxxed and I'm doing fine. So that's, that's great. Well, I hope everybody gets vac- vaccinated because, uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a mathematician and um, I look at the numbers and I see, gee whiz, the number of people who are not vaccinated, the percentage of people who are not vaccinated today who are getting infected is about equal or slightly higher than the percentage of people not vaccinated one year ago today who are getting infected. <laughs> so, so that, you know, there could be really two worlds emerging in, in, um, in our country, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Yeah. So how long have you been playing? So I, 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 um, you know, I'm a late starter at almost everything. I was, I'm a twin and I came out 31 minutes later than I was supposed to. I took five years to graduate college and um, got a lucrative job offer. And on the day that I was trying to tie my tie to, to dress myself for my orientation, I decided that I was going to do something else instead. And so I went out and bought a, a $50 Yamaha guitar and, and started strumming chords at age 22, and um, which nowadays seems young, but it wasn't at that time. <laughs> so, and then serendipitously, if not by cosmic design, three days later, a banjo player moved in downstairs for me. And by the end of the week, I had cashed in a, a, a five-figure corporate job that would certainly be in the six figures by now for a, a, a two-figure job doing sound and hauling equipment for this bluegrass band. Ah. And when I say two figures, the first figure was a one. <laughs> <laughs> but I got free, uh, you know, dinner at the, you know, two o'clock a.m. diner with the, you know, the uh, hamburger, cheeseburger deluxe with the pickles and the chocolate shake and the French fries. And, you know, back then I was old enough to do that and have no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew right off the bat. I knew right off the bat um, eating that first deluxe burger that I had made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> is your twin musical as well? Um, she is. And what's interesting about that is um, everybody in my family except me had music lessons. And I'm the only one who pursued music, you know, beyond, let's say, college, you know, into adulthood. And, and maybe that's just because I didn't get, I wasn't given the opportunity and my, my attitude was, oh yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> so my father used to whistle. Ah, that's and, a good uh, Yes. And um, because, and, and, the, and the man who swept the halls, the custodian at our grammar school used to whistle. And I, I took up whistling at a young age. Well, how about this? Um, um, and, and by the way, um, I recorded a, a, my sixth album in 2019 called Dedicated to the Proposition. Mm-hmm. Songs of Pete. Woody and Me, Volume Two, and uh, one of the songs 
it's a beautiful song that Pete Seeger wrote the music to, a poem by Malvina Reynolds called From Way Up Here. And Pete was quite a whistler also. And this song features whistling and um, actually even a back and forth between me whistling and my violin player playing. So it's a really neat song to, to, uh, to listen to. Okay. Should we listen to that? Yeah, let's listen to that one. Okay. From way up here, the earth looks very small. It's just a little ball of rock and sea and sand. No bigger than my hand. From way up here, the earth looks very small. They shouldn't fight at all down there Upon that little sphere Their time is short A life is just a day You'd think they'd find a way You'd think they'd get along And fill their sunlit days with song Just a day must be some better way to use the time that runs among the distant suns. Just a little ball, so small, so precious and so dear.
And WMPG thrives with support from listeners and from the Portland Farmers Market. Beginning April 24th, the spring and summer market returns to Deering Oaks Park every Saturday and Wednesday, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Portland Farmers Market welcomes and doubles snap. Details are at the market info booth. Farmers and customers follow CDC guidelines at the market. More at portlandmainefarmersmarket.org. And while I have your ear, I'd love for you to listen to Offline, a scant half hour of outspoken spoken word and thrilling sound design, fiction, nonfiction, vintage, brand new, voiced by a cast of thousands, produced by Dan Bernard and Michael Townsend. That's Wednesdays, 7 to 7.30 p.m., right here on WMPG. And now, back to my interview with Spook Handy from New Jersey on this final edition of Podcast Open Mic on the Radio. This is WMPG 90.9, Gorham, Portland. So, any, any, uh, anything that would surprise us about uh, Pete Seeger? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I am literally telling the truth. I knew almost nothing about him before I met him in 2003. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy who does the the crossword puzzle in the New York Times, and I get everything except this person, you know, played Hawkeye Pierce in Match. I'm like, oh, I I don't know anything about culture. You know, <laughs> wow. so I had heard of Pete Seeger and I got to tell you, you know, I met him and um, I was impressed. And I, I wouldn't say that I had formulated this opinion of him yet, but a, a friend of his who became a friend of mine described him as the most accessible, famous person in the world. And he was certainly the most down-to-earth, regular guy you can imagine. And then to, over the years, to discover that he did this and he did that. And he, he, you know, hung out with Martin Luther King. And he actually met Nelson Mandela in the 1950s in South Africa and learned a song from him. And he wrote, turn, 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 and, and so on and so forth. He was... Uh, in a certain way, he was one of the progenitors of the Clean Water Act that was passed by Congress in 1970. Huh. You know, just because he was sailing up and down the Hudson River and was dismayed about the, the bubblegum wrappers and, and, and soda bottles and started pulling them out of the river and it became a habit of his. And then a whole bunch of people said, hey, that's Pete Seeger. I'm going to clean up garbage, too. Yeah. And they ended up cleaning up a garbage dump on the side of the Hudson River um, in Beacon, New York, his hometown. And the park is now named the Pete and Toshi Seeger Riverside Park. And it's a beautiful park. And because of his, his, his movement got so big that they decided, why not let's clean up the whole entire Hudson River? And they formed the Clearwater Organization as a result, which is one of the nation's leading environmental organizations. Sure. Yeah. But what surprised me the most about him was his lack of ego, his humility, his um, he made me feel 
the same way that he made thousands of other people feel like he made me feel like I was his best friend, <laughs> you know? And if you knew him, that's, that's the way he made you feel. He was, he was very warm, very uh, attentive listener. Um, I even saw him in the audience a couple of times sitting there with his hand cupped around his ear so he could hear more clearly every note and every song I was singing when I was, you know, performing solo. And I think that maybe the biggest surprise of all to me was I used to think of Pete as an activist, as a protest song writer and protest song singer. And I realized that he was, but only as a matter of fact. What he was more than that was a lover of humanity, a lover of integrity, a, a lover of the potential that any individual can attain and a lover of the potential that we as a, as a, as a nation, as a small community or as an entire planet can attain if we all learn how to work together. Mm -hmm. And in the process of pursuing that, it became uh, valuable to sing some protest songs along the way. But for every protest song that he sang, he probably sang 10 songs that built that built on our built our character and celebrated our culture and our landscape and our, our our values and yes our struggles, you know and and so he may become known as a protest singer but of all the protest singers I know that that are of no, notoriety, he had the smallest percentage of them that were protest songs, and that might be why he is the most effective because he built bridges and everybody felt that they were his best friend. And then if he said, hey, we got to change the policy, people would feel my best friend just told me that we have to think about changing the policy. Yeah, that's really good to hear. So you must have seen him interact with uh, fans and he must have had really ravenous fans. Oh, and absolutely. So yeah. Just just a kind, gentle person with them, huh? He was. Um, he would really listen to people. And, you know, like, you know, it took me. Uh, I, so I, I, I knew Pete for the last 10 years of his life. And I would say, you know, he, and he passed away seven years ago. And I would say that after 17 years, I'm still getting to know who he was. Mm -hmm. And in the early, the, the first year or two, um, you know, the first time I met him, I was the guy that he hung out with, you know, and the second or third time I was the guy he hung out with. And then I started realizing he's hanging out with other people and, and that, and that he would be at a festival and end up sitting at a picnic table with some stranger sharing food and talking about whatever it was that they ended up talking about. You know, he was making himself available to everybody. So um, it sounds like you were well on your way in your uh, career, but it, it sounds like uh, your relationship with Pete you really kind of formed it, you know, and put in a certain direction. It did. It, it did. Um, you know, as as with any type of musician, I have certain talents and certain deficits. And um, and I was one of hundreds of musicians that Pete plucked out of the blue air and said, hey, I like your song. You know, I'd like to meet you. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that I had a lot of, uh, I would say, particular types of talents that that worked in Pete's world, 
you know, yeah. but I didn't really know that myself. I kind of knew it, but didn't know what to do with it. And even the very first time we sang together, um, he, he actually was playing as the feature artist at the pumpkin festival in Beacon, New York on indigenous people's day, 2003. And I had been invited up to the festival to, to sing my song boat. Little did I know that he was going to call me up on stage to sing it with him. Wow. And, and I got up on stage and, you know, set up the microphone and he leans over to me and he says, I hope you're going to get everybody to sing along. And I say, Oh my God, how, how on earth do you do that? <laughs> you know, but I determined, I just, I decided before he even had a chance to answer, I decided whatever it takes to learn how to do that, I'm going to learn how to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and he told me, he said, tell them the line and have them sing it back, you know, and, and that's what I did. But I've learned um, in the subsequent years, it's, it's hard for me not to get people to sing along to a song now, you know, yeah. it's, it's become a really big part of my show is that, is that I get the audience involved in, in my performances. Great. Would you like to perform uh, another song? Yes, I will. Let's do uh well, let's see. I was just bragging about sing-alongs. So maybe I'll do one of those. Um, but, you know, first I'm going to do this. Since, since I began with a very upbeat song. Well, I'll tell you what. We just, uh, we just played a very nice, mellow, slow song. So I'm doing a, another upbeat song. Yeah. And this is a song that... Uh, very mixed feelings about. I wish that I had written it when Pete was around and I wish I'd never written it because I wrote it the day after the former guy got elected uh. in 2016. And, uh, and by this time, by 2016, I really figured out some of the things that Pete showed me about how to get make a song that people can sing along to. Um, you know, it even has to do with your melody and, and all that. Yeah, I, I had to change my original melody a little bit to make it more singable and stuff like that. And this song also carries forward the um, imagery of the hammer of justice, the bell of freedom, and the song that we sing. And <clears throat> What I'd like to say about that is that, you know, I, I, I felt that after the 2016 elections that maybe those guys, those people were really finally going to be able to break the hammer of justice once and for all. And I was talking to my friend John McCutcheon about that. And he said that, that that's not possible because you and me and everybody who believes in justice, we are the hammer of justice. And, and, and when he said that, that made such sense to me because I had already figured out that the bell of freedom is not just some piece of metal hanging up somewhere in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The bell of freedom is really in our hearts. And it's up to us to make that bell ring and, and resonate, not only in our own personal lives, but through our communities. And when we do that, it makes it easier for other people to ring their own bells of freedom. But most important of all is probably that song that we sing. 
that song of love, that song about love between my brothers and my sisters, regardless of the color of their skin or the shape of their eyes or the language they speak or who they love or how they choose to identify. That song of love, we continue to sing that song and we're gonna be okay. And this song is called Always Have a Song to Sing. Okay, spook candy here. Yeah. <laughs> Break the hammer of justice, defy democracy, gag the press, make arrests, I would still be free. Cause the bell of freedom in my heart will always have a place to ring. And will always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. The bell of freedom in my heart will always have a place to ring. And will always, always, always have a song to sing. Now. Some may fight among us, ask who here is the blame. Some will cry and wonder why, but let's not play that game. There's a voice inside of each of us, can you hear it? Call our names, it's saying we'll always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. You know the bell of freedom in my heart will always have a place to ring. And will always, always, always have a song to sing. So let's stoke our inner fires and keep the flame alive. We raise our voices up as one. We will not be denied. And we will always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. Always, always, always have a song to sing. 
The bell of freedom in my heart will always have a place to ring and will always, always, always have a song to sing. Yes, we'll always, always, always have a song to sing. I wish I heard that in uh, 2016. I was, yeah. feeling pretty, I was pretty, feeling pretty helpless there. You know, it was a rough time, man. I was, yeah. uh, um, I don't know if you're aware of the NERFA conference. No. The Northeast, Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference. And in 2016, it began on the day after the election. Oh. And I got to tell you, I, I got there on Wednesday and the, the mood was so dour. Everybody was so depressed. And I, I uh, you know, you stay up late playing songs and stuff like that. And you wake up either at a reasonable hour or, or late. Mm -hmm. And I slept at it that day until one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I sat in my room in the dark until three o'clock in the afternoon because I just could not, I did not feel like I could face the world, you know? But, but thank goodness when I finally came out and rejoined all these wonderful folk musicians uh, from all over the country, mostly the Northeast. It was, it was like, you know, being among your tribe and there was a lot of love there and a lot of healing. So I made it through. So I have to ask, have you always been a, a folky or have you kind of wandered into punk rock for a little while or anything like that? Well, you can blame my folkiness on, on two things. One is that I accidentally wrote a, a, a hit song called vote and and second that pete Seeger discovered it and <laughs> when i was a kid when i was a kid uh, in the 1960s my mom tried really hard and she bought two contemporary albums the beatles hard day night hard day's night and peter paul and mary in concert mm -hmm. and if you look back and say where does my root where are my roots in music it's the beatles hard day's night and peter paul and mary in concert that's now, from that, from that, I've, I, from that, I've, I've branched out to uh, John Prine, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, you know, and, and to um, the Rolling Stones and the Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I was uh, uh, definitely a rocker before I, but, but I didn't really even know the difference. I played my first professional concert in 1989 at the Mine Street coffee house which was part of the folk music circus circuit and uh although you know if, if it was the 60s i could have called it the folk music circus mm -hmm. but this was the 80s by now and i didn't know the difference i was i played beatles song and then i played peter paul and mary song and i got a lot more applause for the peter paul and mary stuff you know and i started realizing that people liked that more than they liked the beatles at least that particular audience sure and so I kind of gravitated in that direction, and, um, both in the cover songs I did and the, the songs that I wrote. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still mourning the loss of John Prine. Oh, that was so sad. I, I've been doing a Friday night, for anybody who wants to tune in, a Friday night uh, Facebook Live concert. I was going to ask about that, yeah. Yeah, every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Um, Eastern time. Now... Today's June 30th, 2021. And if you're going to look for that in the next week or two, you might not find it because I got my uh, Facebook page got hijacked. 
and, and shut and shut down uh, and hopefully only temporarily. Um, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do the show this Friday because I'm not sure I'm going to be back on Facebook. Huh. But, but if someone's listening to the podcast and it's, you know, many weeks down the road from June 30th, then you are pretty, um, you can rest pretty well assured that I'll be doing a show. Spook Handy, yeah. Facebook Live, Friday nights, 8.30 p.m. Okay. What, what is that typical uh, Facebook Live concert consist of? What's that? What what is a uh, typical uh, Facebook Live concert consist of? Uh, well, so the reason I brought that up was because um, when we heard that John Prime was in critical condition, one of the things I did was I did a, a tribute to, to him right away. And this is about a week before he died. But I know his songs. I learned how to finger pick because I learned John Prime. And if you had to ask what style do I finger pick in, it's a John Prine style, like, like this. Me and Loretta liked living there It's been years since the kids have grown A life of their own Left us alone John and Linda live in Omaha Paul is somewhere on the road. We lost Davy in the Korean War, and I still don't know what for. Doesn't matter anymore. You know that old trees just grow stronger, and old rivers grow wilder every day. And old people just grow lonesome, waiting for someone to say hello in there. Hello. much more she sits and stares out the back door screen and all the news just repeats itself like some forgotten dream that we both seen that one of these days I'll call Rudy Work together at the factory. 
What'll I say if he asks what's new? Nothing what's with you. Nothing much to do. You know that old trees just grow stronger. And old rivers grow wilder every day. And old people just grow lonesome. Waiting for someone to say hello in there. Hello. So if you're walking down the street sometime, spot some hollow ancient eyes. Please just don't pass them by and stare. As if you just don't care. Say hello in there. Hello. Oh, thanks for doing that. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful song? It is. It is. I got I, I gotta tell you when I, when I was just starting out and I would actually have to audition, uh that became the go-to song and I got hired every time. <laughs> so what, what's your future like? What's your future look like that there's a uh, light at the end of the tunnel? Um, you know, post-pandemic, yes. I got to tell you, it, it really, you know, I, I started off, um, you know, once I made the decision to be a musician and I'm doing sound for a bluegrass band and we were playing five nights a week, sometimes six, all here in New Jersey. And then I started running an open mic and eventually started playing. And the, the first time I got out of New Jersey was 1991. And, um, it, you know, I traveled around the country and played a bunch of little small coffee houses and did my first tour. And the, the bug got in me and eventually transitioned to a point where by 2019, still doing 100 shows a year and maybe 15 of them in New Jersey, 85 of them on the road in, you know, in California, Washington, Oregon, Kansas, you know, um, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And now with the pandemic, that's all gone. And it's, it's, and whether or not that's going to come back is very questionable. And so, so right now we're in June, the end of June, and we're thinking that, you know, maybe we beat this and maybe we didn't. And there's certain States right now, you know, it'd be interesting to look back on this in three weeks, you know, July 21st or August 10th and say, wow, he was wrong or he was right. But there's certain states where it seems like they're ready to explode again with their infections. So as a result, I'm maybe considering possibly heading to Kansas City in February mm -hmm. and um, setting up a little tour around there. But mostly I'm looking for stuff in New Jersey and realizing that um, I, nobody knows me here in New Jersey anymore because I haven't been around. And, and all my contacts have lost their jobs or quit during the pandemic. And so I'm kind of starting all over again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I've had this little, it's kind of funny because after 15 years on the road, yeah, um, I can't say that I didn't love every, haven't loved every second of it. But there was this one little fantasy running through the back of my mind of finding some bar 
and being in the back corner where nobody's listening to me and just getting to play, you know, and, and, and maybe I'll be doing that in the next few months. Okay. I'm just curious, have you uh, been up to Maine to play? I have, I have. So um, I have, as I said, I've been up to Blue Hill. Yeah. And I've been to Portland and I stopped in that wonderful, first of all, you have a wonderful record store up there um, with, the, with the vinyl records. I hope it's still there. Is it Enterprise? It might be. I think it might be. I, and I've been around, I've been, I've come down from Canada through Maine, um, both from the, the uh, Northwest and also from Route 1, which is pretty much the Northeast of Maine. So, mm -hmm. you know, driven the length of that. It's a beautiful state. Here's a song that um, the first time I heard it, and this is an amazing thing. If you're vaguely familiar with Pete Seeger and not, not very familiar with him, but vaguely familiar, you might be surprised at how esoteric some of his stuff is and some of his playing is very, um, it, 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 it go, it, it's not the hokey folky kind of realm. Mm -hmm. that you know a wonderful song like if i had hammers bluesy gospely folky but he has he has this song here in particular shows a really neat understanding of music theory and melody and especially like different kinds of chords in it it's called uh, from way up here as i mentioned and he heard or read a poem by malvina reynolds and in 1957 he put music to it and recorded it and it's amazing because in the early 80s there was that song from a distance you know blah 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 yeah and it was considered like wow you know this we're in the new age now and you know listen to what they're singing about you go back 25 years earlier and pete was singing the same thing from way up here the earth looks very small mm -hmm. it's just a little ball of rock and sea and sand no bigger than my hand you know and uh, a wonderful song. So that would be a great one to close the show on. Lorenzo here is a postscript. Uh, when Spook uh, sent me the songs a little later, he, uh, he said, you know, I think I mentioned From Way Up Here twice. So I think you, I'd like you to play uh, my version of If I Had a Hammer by the great Pete Seeger. So we'll do that. We'll close with that. Great. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we found each other. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd love for you to uh, come in and play uh, live in the studio. Well, that's possible because I'm going to be up there in, in, in October. Okay. I think we're opening up in August, maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll be in touch. All right, man. Great. Nice Thanks to meet you very much. Okay. Be well. You be. You too. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning, I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters, all over this land. If I had a bell, if I had a bell, I'd ring it in the morning. I'd ring it in the evening, all over this land. I'd 
bring out danger I'd bring out warning I'd bring out love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land and if I had a song if I had a song I'd sing it in the morning I'd sing it in the evening all over this land I'd sing out danger I'd sing out a warning I'd sing out love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land well I got a hammer and I got a bell and I got a song to sing all over this land all over this land it's the hammer of justice it's the bell of freedom it's a song about love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land well i still got a hammer i still got a hammer and i still got a bell i still got a bell and i still got a song song to do sing all over this land it's the hammer of justice it's the bell of freedom it's a song about love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land thanks again to my guest spook handy okay well this is the end of my run here on uh podcast open mic on the radio and soon it'll be podcast open mic as a podcast and i hope you still tune in plan to have new guests and uh put together the best show i can um this show came together frankly because of the pandemic uh people were home and uh mpg just didn't have as much programming as it needed they reached out and said hey uh can you put together a show out of your podcast? And I said, I think I can. And um, it started uh, late in 2020. I wish I had started earlier. Um, but I had to purchase a laptop. So now that I own a laptop, you'll hear lots more from me. Uh, hopefully you'll hear me on the air, maybe subbing for someone. I will be resuming the podcast. And if you want to be on... Please get in touch at podcastopenmic at gmail.com and we'll talk. So, whether you're a regular listener, someone who thought, oh, I wonder who he has on this week, or just someone who turned on their radio and kept listening, either way is awesome. I thank you very much. I'm Lorenzo, and we'll talk again soon.